Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. That's a wrap. Yo, that's a wrap. It was an amazing experience. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Hope we got some laughs and good entertainment. This is Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Jerome with the ball. Pass to Thompson, fires away, got it! Right sideline triple. The Warriors have their first lead of the game. 79-78, minute 40 to go in the third. Yeah, Warriors rallying from down big in this one, down by 23. They go on to lead by as many as 19. They win it by 18, 123-105 as we welcome you inside Warriors wrap-up here on 95.7 The Game. It's John Dickinson with you from Chase Center, 888-957-9570, triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero as the Warriors get the win over the Blazers and continue what is a pretty pivotal homestand for them now improving to three and oh with the wins over the Rockets, Timberwolves and now Portland and a big couple of games still ahead with the Pelicans in on Friday. But before that the Clippers in on Thursday and the Warriors flipping this game uh, in similar fashion to a couple of the other games on this homestand. Bad first quarters giving way to big second halves. And, and last night it was uh, or the fourth quarter in the game against the Timberwolves a couple of nights ago. Tonight it was the third quarter that flipped the game, but the Warriors really changed the game late in the second quarter, right before halftime, Warriors, after giving up 41 points in the first quarter, trailing 41-27, it was a layup line. There were a lot of wide-open corner three-point attempts for the Blazers, and uh, Portland just just had their way. Damian Lillard getting to the free-throw line. Damian Lillard early in the game, 15 first-quarter points. It was 5 of 8, and just commanding and controlling the game. Three assists as well for Lillard as Portland shot at 60%, 6 of 12 from 3, 
and the Warriors just couldn't find any defensive footing in that first quarter, but a little bit more competitive in quarter number two. Uh, the offense wasn't there in quarter number two. The Warriors only 21 points, but they allowed 24 and stabilized the game to a certain extent uh, with the 8-2 run to close the first half. And uh, at the half, the Warriors found themselves down by 17. So it's still going to be a, a tall ask for the Warriors to be able to, to come back in this game but they gave themselves a fighting chance after being down 23 and trimming the six points off of the lead at that point to go from 23 down to 17 and then in the third quarter uh, the Warriors really got active defensively. I know in the post-game press conferences here, there's been a lot of discussion about what changed defensively. Not so much maybe the scheme, but the execution and the effort. Uh, Warriors with some zone. Warriors with some box and one on Damian Lillard, just doubling him flat out, getting the ball out of his hands, uh, following him around if he was going to dribble it on the on the perimeter and leaving Draymond Green on the back end to, to fend for the rest of the defense. I thought Damian Lillard picking up his fourth foul uh, in the middle of the, the third quarter was key, and he took a couple of bad shots, had a couple of bad plays, and all of a sudden the Warriors were within 74-70 and able to attack Damian Lillard on the offensive end because he was in foul trouble and the Warriors find themselves uh, ahead on that Clay Thompson three that we played coming in here, 79-78. Kaminga, Lamb, Jerome, all playing strong defense uh, and giving the Warriors a lift in that third quarter. Another game where you mention about five or six other players before you mentioned Kavon Looney, but Kavon Looney was as impactful as he always is. And the Warriors uh, wind up outscoring the Blazers 39-17 in the third quarter. And so the Warriors flipped it in that third quarter. They go from 17 down to five points ahead going to the fourth quarter. And uh, they they stuck with it. Defensively, they, they played much better, much more active. And they attacked the basket as they got the Blazers and, and Lillard in particular in a, a little bit of foul trouble, but they attacked and and similar to the way they did in the fourth quarter the other night. So the Warriors found themselves up five going to the fourth, and then they put it on Portland in that fourth quarter, 36-23 in the fourth, and you add it all up, and it's a 123-105 to win for the Warriors, and uh, it is... Uh, another win on the home floor, third consecutive win here on the homestand for Golden State, and they again have gotten to the two-game over 500 mark, which has been the limit for them to this point this season. How significant, though, are the three wins for the Warriors uh, here uh, over this last handful of days here coming out of the All-Star break since they've been back at home? Well, it's allowed the Warriors to vault from 10th before play started on Friday night all the way up to fifth now in the Western Conference. That's right, fifth in the Western Conference. The Warriors, by percentage points, they're 32-30, and 30, Clippers at 33-31, and 31, but if you keep carrying the decimal points out, the Warriors, although it is a virtual tie between them and the Clippers, the Warriors, by percentage points, have the advantage on the Clippers, who got beat tonight by Minnesota, and so the Warriors find themselves... At 32 and 30, 
a game back of fourth in the West and now uh, in a tie with the Clippers, but percentage points ahead of them. Warriors tonight gained ground uh, as you look at this gained ground on the Clippers who got beat by Minnesota. Warriors handled Minnesota on Sunday, so they gained ground on Minnesota there. But they gained ground on the Lakers, who got beat by Memphis tonight. They gained ground on Oklahoma City, who lost for a second consecutive game at home to Sacramento as the Kings continue their hot sprint out of the break. Kings are 4-0 and since the All-Star break. They beat Portland, which also helped the Warriors back at the beginning of the post-All-Star break portion of the schedule. Then Dallas lost to Indiana, and so the Mavs are struggling. And a couple of these new-look teams that made some big-time moves right before the deadline are not looking so hot right about now as Dallas uh, lost at home to Indiana. And so uh, they find themselves dropping. And then Utah got beat by San Antonio. Spurs hadn't won a game in about a month and a half. And Utah uh, is able – Utah falls there. And so the Warriors gaining on all of these teams beneath them, Lakers, Thunder, Mavs, Jazz, Portland, and the Clippers – with the win and with the series of wins here coming out of the break, uh, the Warriors now find themselves at two games over 500. They are tied for fifth in the West, and Kevin Durant's going to come back for the Suns tomorrow in Charlotte. And so the sprint is on, but uh, believe it or not, the Warriors only still a game back of fourth. Uh, that's where it gets a little bit more dicey. The Kings, with their hot play, have been able to separate a little bit, so they've got a three and a half game lead over Phoenix, four and a half game lead over the Warriors and Clippers here uh, now at 36 and 25. So uh, we've been talking about it a lot. What does it take? You know, it, just two or three, four wins in a row can make a huge difference. And just here in the matter of what four days, the Warriors have moved up five spots just by going three and zero and handling business and being able to come back and beat a couple of these teams these last two games that are right there uh, in the mix with them. So eight at eight nine five seven nine five seven zero triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. It's John Dickinson here on Warriors wrap up on ninety five seven the game as the Warriors get the win over the Blazers. Big third quarter, big second half, really, for the Warriors, as it is 75-40 Warriors in the second half. And uh, you add the Warriors from where they were at the end of the third quarter, it was even bigger than that. But 75-40 in the second half from 17 down, the Warriors wind up winning this game in blowout fashion by 18 uh, after leading by as many as 19. Good to see Draymond Green back and effective for the Warriors. There was some good news yesterday with the MRI coming back clean and then Draymond being probable and available for this one and it was the quintessential Draymond Green game against Portland where he's pushing the pace he's quarterback in the defense uh, in as a free safety behind the play he's a game high plus 26 and the typical 12 points, nine boards, eight assists, couple of steals, couple of blocks, just impact felt in every different phase of the game. And tonight was the kind of game where if the Warriors don't get Draymond back, maybe they can't flip the script on this Portland team after Portland built the 23-point the lead. But the Warriors able to hang around, and I think, again, going back to late in that second quarter, being able to hang around. Portland's blown a lot of leads this year, and so to, to – 
start to slow down Lillard a little bit, to start to be able to dare some of the other Portland players to beat you after a hot start from three-point range, and they were unable to do so. And Lillard really had a brutal, brutal first half of the third quarter. Warriors defense had a lot to say about that, and that helped this game ultimately turn in the Warriors' favor where they were never looking back come the fourth quarter. The, the better defense, uh, adjustments potentially to the game plan, they, the zone, the box and one, Kaminga getting an opportunity to, to be thrown on Lillard a little bit. Uh, this was a nice, solid Jonathan Kaminga game. How about Dante DiVincenzo? Dante DiVincenzo, again, for the Warriors, shooting the heck out of the ball from three, makes five of seven tonight, but it's a little bit of everything from DiVincenzo, uh, the three assists, the, the ball party. Dante DiVincenzo is, is someone who has been tremendous for the Warriors in the games that Steph Curry has missed especially. You go back to the holiday homestand where the Warriors ripped off five in a row. They're right uh, – the last week of calendar year 2022 in December and on into that first couple of days of January, he was having games then like he's had here these last couple of games when not only Curry's been out, but Wiggins has been out as well. And he's been able to step right into the starting lineup and be a really impactful player. Says a lot about the Warriors' ability to do what they did tonight with Clay Thompson not having the monster offensive performance that he's had over these last two games. Clay came out, didn't shoot it well, uh, as awful a first quarter and, and half really as, as Clay's had in, in quite some time. But Clay able to stabilize. He had a, a big second half coming off of the rough first half. But Dante DiVincenzo, he, he's somebody that I think has got to play more when Curry is back, because one of the more confounding aspects of this team, and there's some good Curry news that we can get to between now and 11 o'clock here on 95.7 The Game, a report dropping right before tip-off from Bay Area News Group uh, with the first real details of what's been going on for Steph and, and just how close potentially Steph could be to a return to the lineup, and it's for the first time, seeming like it would be sooner than later, uh, reevaluation officially coming for Steph Curry tomorrow. And so expect that here leading into these next two against the, the Clippers and Pelicans. So if it's, if it's not, uh, if it's not Thursday or Friday, uh, it, it's looking more and more like potentially the early part of, of next week as opposed to maybe the later part. But again, nothing official on that. We'll get you caught up on the report from Madeline Kenny and Shana Rubin of the Barrier News Group here uh, coming up on 95.7 The Game. Uh, so, yeah, lots to get into. We will hear from Steve Kerr. We will hear from Dante DiVincenzo. We hope to hear from Draymond Green, maybe even Jordan Poole as well. And uh, you know, Jordan Poole, the maligned Jordan Poole uh, for the Warriors this year. I, I jokingly texted my guy Matt Steinmetz, uh, are Warrior fans going to be coming after Jordan Poole tonight or, or not? And the answer is obviously they're not going to be coming after Jordan Poole tonight because Jordan Poole, after another iffy start, winds up 29 points and a plus 25 and aggressive in attacking. We talk about DiVincenzo attacking. Jordan Poole was attacking. And how great has Jordan Poole been this year against Portland? Well, in three games against Portland, 41 
for Jordan Poole back on December 30th, and there were some big-time December 30th last time Portland was in this building vibes uh, as there was tonight, almost the identical situation. Curry was out, Wiggins was out, and the Warriors got down big, came back and, and won that game that, that Friday night right before the end of 2022. But in that first game, 41 for Jordan Poole, 38 for Jordan Poole three weeks ago in Portland as the Warriors ended up losing that game by three down the stretch, and 29 tonight. Uh, Jordan Poole outscored Damian Lillard in all three games, and Damian Lillard's coming off of 71, and look, Jordan Poole wasn't the one shutting Damian Lillard down. That was a team effort and a scheme effort, but anytime you can have Steph Curry out, when you're going up against Damian Lillard and you can win the point guard battle against Portland in terms of points scored, you got a hell of a shot to walk out with a win, and you got a hell of a shot to walk out with a win and a win in blowout fashion. So the Warriors get that job done tonight. 888-957-9570 if you want to react to this one. Uh, Anthony Lamb and Ty Jerome also contributing factors in this one as well as they both get closer to their... 50-game limit before they'd have to be added to the Warriors' active roster or not play anymore between now and the end of the regular season or playoffs. We'll get to all of that. It's all coming up. We'll pause here. We'll come back. We'll keep this thing rolling until 11 o'clock. Warriors get the win over the Blazers, 123-105. to You heard it right here in 95.7 The Game. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Poole catches from Lamb, takes a three, nailed it. Poole is on fire right now. 90-82, to 82, the Warriors lead by eight. Poole at halftime was 5 of 12 with 12 points. He's got 27 right now, 9 of 19. Now back to Warriors wrap-up on 95-7 The Game. 
All right, Warriors get the win tonight over the Blazers. John Dickinson back with you inside Chase Center. 123-105 to 105 is the final. 888-957-9570, the hardest working player of the game. That's coming up here in just a moment. But let's get to Dre on the phone lines at 888-957-9570. What's going on tonight, Dre? Yeah, um, but I just wanted to know what do you think about what Steve Kerr did today about um, taking Jordan Poole off the ball and letting Dante run the show. Um, to me, Jordan Poole is, is more of a more of a two guard than a point guard. A lot of the turnovers um, this year is coming from him him kind of being out of position and putting him at point guard. Well, I like what Steve Kerr did today by letting him letting him roam around at, at the at the two and letting Dante. I just wanted to know what you think about that. Yeah, I thought, I thought it was a good move. I think there was more of that tonight, Dre. I think that's a, a astute observation, and I think you know Jordan Poole is is kind of a one and a half, really, and he's somebody that he can bring it up, but he can he can get rid of it and and get it back. And I think Poole's better when he gives it up and gets it back within the context of the offense rather than somebody that's just putting it on the deck constantly and and spending you know 10 15 seconds looking to to make a move and so yeah i think i think more dante as a as a ball handler and a true passer and a facilitator allows pool to get the ball with the defense in flux a little bit more and it makes it a little bit easier to attack as opposed to when he's just got it and and teams are are geared up to to try and stop him so i i think that is something that you see and it plays in line with the fact that you know really where where Jordan Poole made hay last year was when he was playing with Curry and and starting when Clay Thompson was out with Curry like that's when Poole was as efficient as he's ever been and you know going for you know 19 a game and doing it in, in like I said a highly efficient manner and so you know that really has been I think when he's been his best now he has had times where he's played the point and been the starting point guard the end of last year was was one of those stretches earlier in the year was another one of those stretches down the you know at the end of uh December and the beginning of January and so uh, but yeah anytime you can take a little bit of the heat off of pool I think that helps because I do think, and Steve Kerr's addressed this over the last couple of days, it's a matter of he he tr- wants to try to do much, uh, do too much, and I think he gets in, in trouble when he is somebody that's trying to do too much and the defense is, is more solely focused on him as he moves up the pecking order of the Warriors' uh, you know, scouting report for other teams. Uh, that they look at. So 888-957-9570. Let's get to the hardest worker of the game. Hardest working player of the game is brought to you by AC Transit. Warriors with it. DiVincenzo pass to Draymond. Backdoor cut again by Draymond. Gets the lay-in. And Tom, what you talked about in the first half, they're they're doing it exactly. They're not going necessarily at Lillard. They're just running their offense. Exactly. Yeah, the Warriors running their offense. Draymond facilitating a lot, and uh, he finishes with the 12 points. And Draymond, a big part of the Warriors' ability to have the big comeback and get the job done tonight. Uh, Your AC Transit, hardest working player of the game. AC Transit looking for hard workers and offering a $2,000 bonus for new bus operators and journey-level mechanics to join their team. For more complete details and to apply, visit actransit.org slash careers. That's actransit.org slash careers. Uh, 888-957-9570. Looking at a couple of uh, text messages here, Xfinity Mobile text line, and Anthony Lamb, second consecutive game, 
for him where he was impactful in the second half and impactful in the fourth quarter. And Anthony Lamb is someone that's coming up now on, I believe, 47 games tonight for Anthony Lamb as far as uh, games played. And the limit for him is 50 and so it, you look at once you get to 50, you're, you're ineligible to play with the big club unless you're signed into one of the, the 15 uh, roster spots. Well, Anthony Lamb could be signed into that 15th roster spot. And there's been like a, a lot of well, what do the Warriors do? Is it Lamb or Jerome? And I think at this point, the answer is really simple. If uh, you, you get to the point where, to me, you sign Lamb as soon as you have to at this point because he his time would figure to come up before Ty Jerome's Ty Jerome's played a few uh, less games compared to, to lamb. And so to me, you, you sign lamb into that roster spot. You're more likely to need a forward versus a guard. If you're healthy at the guard line and the Warriors project to be healthy at the guard line soon. I know we get into this all the time uh, about that back and forth of what do they do, but they need forwards more than they need guards when they're fully healthy. And so I think that coupled with the fact that Lamb's decision day uh, is sooner, although it doesn't have to be, by the way. Uh, Anthony Lamb could just be inactive for the Golden State Warriors once he once he reaches 50 and then signed at any point between now and the end of the regular season into one of the 15 roster spots. And that would make him eligible for the remaining regular season games at that point and for the playoffs. And so to me, it's, it's simple. You, you sign lamb and you know that Curry's coming back. And if you have Curry and clay, you have pool and, and DiVincenzo, that's four right there that are going to be playing ahead of Ty Jerome and Gary Payton. The second would be a fifth. So to me, Ty Jerome is somebody that that winds up not being on the active roster. Now, you do have a wild card. You do have an emergency option as well, but it's not one the Warriors would have to, to look at quite yet. But you do have the Iguodala roster spot. If, if Iguodala got to a point at the end of the year where he wasn't going to be healthy and able to, to help you in the playoffs and a guard got hurt, and you needed a guard to take a spot, well, then maybe you could potentially wave Iguodala and sign Jerome into Iguodala's spot. But I think that's the order of operations as far as the way the, the Warriors would have to, to play this thing out uh, moving forward. Lamb gets the first opportunity, and then if you do have some kind of an injury where you need another guard, then you got to take a long look at, at Iguodala's spot and, and the potential to... Uh, make another move. So let, let's go ahead and hear from the head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr, as he met with the media uh, following this one as the Warriors get their third straight win from a game under 500. They're now two over and currently fifth in the Western Conference. Here's the head coach. Steve, a nice run to close out the first half, but that only got it down to 17. Did you think that's kind of where it started? And then what happened there in the third quarter to, to, to turn it all around. Yeah, I mean, I, it was good to, to close the half and just make it a little more of a manageable uh, deficit. And um, But I just felt like the intensity picked up in the second half. The, the defense was much better. We held them to, I think, 40 points in the in the second half. So, you know, they were amazing early on. They were hitting everything, and uh, we were a little scattered. You know, we kind of had a different game plan tonight than normal, and, I, you know, we're – Still putting some things together a little bit um, out there during the first quarter, and and I thought we did a much better job of executing defensively in the second half. How do you think they executed the uh, 
the defense on Dame. It felt like you decided to just take him out. Yeah. Uh, I don't think you guys don't do that that often. How, what do you, did you think of the execution of that? Well, I mean, we know all too well what, what Dame can do, you know, when he gets rolling. So we, that was the plan from the beginning. Like, let's just, let's try to take him out. And the biggest thing was not fouling him. So I was losing my mind on those two foul calls early in the game. I didn't think we fouled him, but he, he, he was, uh, he was driving to the rim and drew, a, drew two fouls, I think. And, uh, he shot 16 free throws last time we played them. And that was the, the difference. So tonight, uh, he had five early and he, and we didn't foul him at all in the second half. So that was key. And we just, you know, you just make a decision. Um, you're just going to make somebody else make a shot instead of him. And that's, you know, pretty much as simple as it gets. Steve, Draymond was plus 26. How would you assess his impact on the game tonight? Plus 26 says it better than I can say it. <laughs> I mean, 12 rebounds, I think nine assists, eight, eight, uh, 12 points, nine rebounds, eight assists, two blocks, two steals. How important was it to have him back tonight? Yeah. I mean, it was huge, especially with the, 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 the game plan. I mean, Draymond is as good as anybody I've ever seen executing the stuff we were doing tonight. You know, it's just basically becomes, um, a zone on the backside of the play. If you're going to double Dame, you know, at, at half court or blitz him or whatever, um, you, you have to have, you know, somebody like Draymond or, or Loon on the backside or both of them to navigate what's happening because it's basically four on three. And uh, I thought they executed beautifully there. And uh, that that's why I left the starters out there for as long as I did to start the third quarter. I mean, you know, you've mentioned kind of the, the complexity to your game plan tonight. Do you think you'll want to, I know you're not playing Lillard on a nightly basis, but adding more complexity into your defenses moving forward, do you think that's a way that, that you guys can be more I, I just, Yeah. I mean, I, I told the, the players in our walkthrough that uh, this is a great game for us because this is kind of what the playoffs are about. You got to figure out your opponent and maybe throw something different at them and then have the poise to stay with it. You know, it's, it's really easy if you, you know, do what we did tonight and take the ball out of Dame's hands and they hit like four or five threes right away. It's really easy to sort of, you know, say, this isn't going to work, but you just have to remember the forest for the trees. You know, you just, you just got to remember 48 minutes. Let's keep, keep at it, but do it a little bit better and trust that what we're trying to do will work. And sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. But the main thing is that the team feels it and, and goes through that process because we've got a lot of young guys who haven't, haven't been through it before. You, you mentioned the word poise, and that's something that we've talked a lot about throughout the season. Um, a lot of the time, it's been the lack of poise. But have there been some tangible things that you can see or feel that has been shifting, especially these last two games to close out that game the other night and then make up this big comeback tonight that you guys didn't have earlier on? I just uh, It just feels like we're coming together. You know, it feels like there's some some chemistry, some energy that's forming. We've been battling all season and and without Steph and Wiggs for so much of the season. And, you know, these guys have done a great job of just keeping our heads above water. And um, I think we can feel the finish line. We know Steph's going to be back before too long. Hopefully Wiggs, uh, hopefully Gary. So, you know, we've got reinforcements coming and in the meantime these guys are doing a hell of a job so feels like there's some grit and some some toughness and, and the guys are really coming together it's fun to watch steve with with kaminga he's he's been so st- tonight so steady and and uh just showing you signs i know you've said but um that dunk where he went down the middle through two guys and uh it, it was pretty loud in here i mean how yeah. 
How much of a lift did he give you, um, you know, in the second half? Yeah, JK was great. You know, we, we asked him to guard, uh, Lillard, um, quite a bit during the game. And then, uh, you know, I thought he made a couple of beautiful cuts to the basket. And that's what we're really trying to get him to focus on. Um, JP threw him a, a pass over the top and we got a, he got a layup and a foul. That was a big play in the game. And that's the kind of play we need more from him, just the, the dives and understanding what that dive does, you know, not just maybe getting him a bucket, but pulling the defense in so that we can get somebody open on the other side of the floor. So JK's, you know, he's learning every single day and he's doing a good job of, of just working and, and staying with it. I thought he was really good tonight. Steve Jordan drove to the basket pretty consistently tonight. You know, what do you think about his game as far as that goes? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I thought, uh, his aggressiveness was really important for us, you know, um, they early in the game, it was all jumpers for us. And, um, they they played great defense. They were switching everything. We we really didn't get much at the rim. And then I thought Jordan attacking, you know, late in the half and then into the into the second half was uh, really important in terms of setting a tone. Steve, um, over here, you allowed 17 points in the fourth quarter the other night, and as you noted, just 40 in the second half tonight. What has caused that urgency, that intensity to rise, and how much did the the box and one or whatever you did on Damien Dame tonight sort of help keep your players engaged and, and I guess, focused on, on that. Um, I don't know. I mean, it, it's, uh, I don't, I don't think it was the scheme as much as it was just the energy. We ran the same stuff in the first half and didn't work very well. So whatever you run, um, the guys have to, to bring energy and alertness and, and uh, grit. And that's what we saw the whole second half, uh, just like the other night. So that's why I said, I'm really uh, pleased with what seems to be happening with the group coming together and, and uh, kind of gutting out some wins. It's exciting. Maybe along those lines of the box and one, what did you think about Dante's effort tonight, especially two way shadowing Dame, but then coming up with some really timely buckets? Yeah, he had some, uh, some huge buckets and, and made, made big plays for us, but he's been doing that all year. He's just having a spectacular season. Um, I'm so happy for him. You know, last year was tough with the injuries and, you know, he got traded and didn't know where he was going to end up. And it's been a perfect spot for him and a perfect fit for us. So he's just, he's bringing it every single night. It's exciting watching him. Steve, you mentioned a couple nights ago, you liked the Kaminga lamb combo. You used it a lot tonight. What is it about those two playing together that helps seemingly both of them? Well, Lamb is a is a point five player. I mean, when it, when the ball hits his hands, um, he either dribbles, passes, or shoots immediately because he recognizes what's happening on the floor. And uh, so, you know, he found J.K. on that. I think J.K. was getting fronted, and he saw Lamb flash to the bucket, and you know, like he knows that stuff. He just it's instinctive for him. And so he helps J.K. get some easy buckets. And uh, and then they're both very versatile defensively, and so they both fit in a, in a switching type of defense. Uh, so they're both really strong. You know, it's one of the things I think the modern NBA, you want as many guys who can stand up to, you know, different players over and over again because, you know, you're going to have to guard in space and you can't let guys run right through you. And both guys really do a good job holding people up defensively. Steve, about that 41-point first quarter you guys gave up, you called a couple of timeouts 
Um, what was the point and what, what was it you wanted to, to get across to the guys in regrouping? Uh, I think we, we messed up a couple coverages and I just wanted, we just, we weren't in sync, uh, defensively. So the quick timeouts were just to help us get organized. And, and I thought, uh, our staff did a great job at halftime, uh, making adjustments. Uh, we had, um, we, we, we kind of cut down the game plan a little bit simplified it in the second half and that made a difference but I, I have such a great staff and we got guys who are really all over you know the adjustments that need to be made and and they communicated that well to the to the group and and everybody executed it was, it was fun Steve as you've mentioned a few times this year defenses was kind of the bigger concern the biggest difference really between last year you guys ranked so high last year not as much this year how much uh how important or essential I guess is that down this home stretch and and how confident are you that you can sustain this kind of defensive? Yeah, effort? it's it's everything. I mean, you you don't you don't win in the playoffs unless you're you're really good defensively. And in our case, um, you know, we may not get to the playoffs unless we're really good defensively. So it's a good sign that we're we're making some strides. And the Warriors have made strides and, and been able to make those adjustments that Steve Kerr mentioned in a lot of these games at home off of some bad starts or some poor stretches to still hang on and be able to win. A lot of those games. 888-957-9570. We still got to give you the update from the Bay Area News Group, from Shana Rubin and, and Madeline Kenny on Steph Curry and even Andre Godala. We're talking about Andre, but I want to get to a couple of callers here before we close out the night. Sal in Alameda is up next here on 95.7 The Game. What's going on, Sal? Hey, good evening. This is Al from Alameda. Oh, Al. Hey, what's up, Al? Yep, it call. said Sal on my board here, but how you doing, brother? I'm good, thank you very much. Yes, uh, I got two things here. Oh, maybe three things. Okay, you know, I've been watching this lately. That we're getting behind the second half, and somehow we're picking it up. Our energy is is there, and you know, we win the game. Okay, but in the first half, it seems like we're always down. We can't. We're not. We're not playing as a team, but the second half. We're doing it, and I'm kind of giving a, uh, Steve Kerr credit here. He's pushing the right button over here right now, okay? And uh, Lamb, Dividenzo, Looney, these three guys here are doing the job for us right now. I know we don't have Wiggins, and we don't have Curry, and I don't know now when they come back, how is the lineup going to be, how is the speed going to be? Is it going to be a little slower, or uh, are we going to get, uh, trouble someone like like on defense here. That's that's I'm kind of concerned about that. I'm, I'm carry the points right there. A defense like Dividenzo, that this guy could jump. He could play defense. Okay, I'm not saying Curry is is not he's not the main guy, but he could score. But he's not like Dividenzo. He he could play defense more than Curry. And and Williams, he's up and down. You know, well, I know he's got a little personal problem there. But I'm kind of concerned that when they come back here, I don't know how's the lineup going to be again. We have to adjust this. Sure. And right now we're like three games, uh, what, over 500? And that's to, what I want to I'm going to jump in. I'm going to just uh, call th- Yep, thanks, Al. Appreciate the call. Uh, there is definitely going to be an adjustment period when when Steph comes back and 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 if and when Wiggins comes back and they get everybody on in, in the fold together again. And look, the Warriors are twelve and twelve without Steph Curry, and that means they're twenty and eighteen with Steph Curry this season. 
And it's not a, a question of you know, Steph. Obviously, Steph's you know, one of the great players of all time. He's the franchise player. But the pieces and the way the pieces have complemented each other when Steph has been on the floor, when they have been closer to whole, has been more problematic this year than the time where Curry has been out. Like, you would take 500 in 24 games throughout a regular season without Steph Curry any year. Uh, it, but but the issue has been that the pieces haven't totally fit, and whether it's been the veterans coasting that we've talked about a lot, whether it's been the young players unable to fit and finding that that cohesive rotation, you know, I, I think you know who the eight, nine players are going to be, finding enough defense to go with the offense, but there is going to have to be that uh, adjustment period come whenever the Warriors are whole again. But you know who's going to be playing. Steph, Clay, Wiggins, Draymond, Looney, DiVincenzo, Poole, those seven are playing. Kaminga's probably playing. Uh, Gary Payton the second's playing if he's healthy. And then probably Anthony Lamb, Jamichael Green, those are going to be the, the sometimes in the rotation, sometimes not in the rotation, depending upon matchups, uh, kind, kinds of players. And then everybody else is probably not seeing the floor unless there's some kind of injury or change. Luke Mann in Fairfield next here on Warriors Wrap-Up. What's going on, Luke Mann? Hey, J.D., how you doing tonight? I'm good. What's up, doing J.D.? Well. Uh, I just want to say um, Chase Center was electric second half, was there tonight. The fans really brought it in that second half. We, I feel like we really gave our team some energy. The way we were attacking the basket in the second half was really the key and the and the momentum shift that we needed. Um, Jonathan's dunk down the lane was the spark that really got us over the hump, in my opinion, and our defense was really committed to – our game plan, and we actually were stretching out to the three-point line, so that was nice. Yeah, and, they, they, and nope. that's it. a good win. Yeah, real good win. Chase was electric. There's no doubt it was electric tonight. It was electric on Sunday against Minnesota. I think Warrior fans definitely brought it, sensing that the team needed uh, an in, you know a more intense atmosphere to to be able to pull them through. I mean, that, I mean to me, that's also part of why you come back. You keep fighting. You know, and I think you know to go back to what Al was saying. You're forced to fight once you get down, and I think you'd rather not get down. But once you get down, you're forced to fight. Otherwise, you're going to get embarrassed, and your season's going to be on the brink of big trouble. And so, I think the Warriors have been able to get themselves off the mat in these last couple of games because their their season is flashing before their eyes. I mean, if the Warriors had lost these last two games, I mean, what would we be talking about at that point? We'd be talking about the Warriors right now being uh, 11th or tied for 10th still in the West with everybody else picking up and gaining ground on them, Portland and Minnesota. That's not the case, but it's not the case because the Warriors were able to get up off the mat, and the competitiveness has been there at a level which is – Similar to, I think, that holiday homestand when they had the wins against Memphis and Charlotte and Portland. I mean, this game was very similar, eerily similar to the game on December 30th where the Warriors beat the Blazers after Portland got out to a, a, a big lead and the Warriors ran them down and beat them with a, a big fourth quarter uh, on that night. All right, 888-957-9570. Appreciate Al, appreciate Luke, man. I uh, wanted to get to the, the Steph Curry report here uh, from... The Mercury News, Barry News Group, Shana Rubin and, and Madeline Kenny combining on this one, and I'll, I'll just give you the, the gist of it. Uh, they had that Steph Curry and Andre Iguodala scrimmaged today uh, with Santa Cruz, and so that 
would mean that, that Curry has uh, done more in terms of the, the on-court work, which it began right toward the tail end of the, the All-Star break. And Andre Iguodala as well scrimmaged. So it looks like maybe Iguodala's getting closer to a, a point where he could come back and, and potentially help uh, a little bit down the stretch here as well. But that was the next step. And the official evaluation and, and announcement from the Warriors on, on the next steps for Curry coming likely tomorrow. But uh, did want to hand out that bit of news, which does start to make you wonder if the timeline is closer rather than farther uh, away as far as uh, Steph Curry. I've been trying to read the tea leaves, and look, we all do it. There's no harm in it. Uh, you know, as to is, is it is it going to be a couple of days, you know, or you know, this week or or next week, or maybe the end of next week? And you know, is it a point where maybe he's not ready to come back when they hit the road and go to L.A. So he doesn't come back until that next couple of home games against the the Bucks and the Suns. And I think now it's probably trending more since he's been able to to scrimmage uh, and advance himself from that court work. That means it's it's sooner rather than later, barring obviously any kind of soreness or setback or anything that's going on with the with the knee that would cause him to have to be uh, shut down or have that timeline be be shortened up a little bit. So some positive news really on Steph Curry uh, from before the ball game here via. Again, Madeline Kenny and Shannon Rubin, the hat tip to them. They had the news uh, on this in the report that dropped right right before tip-off tonight here. So expect a confirmation and further update tomorrow at some point. And, of course, we'll be all over that here uh, on 95.7 The Game. Final couple of minutes, John Dickinson inside Chase Center as the Warriors get the, the job done here tonight. Uh, let's go ahead and hear a couple of minutes from Draymond Green. Uh, and then we'll call it a night on that note. Draymond back in the fold for the Warriors and uh, just a, a nice ball game for him. Game high plus 26. Always fun to hear Draymond's thoughts on things. So here is Draymond Green. Draymond, first of all, where did it feel like to be back on the court? And second of all, tell me what happened in that third quarter. Uh, I mean, it's great to be back out there. You know, you always want to be out there fighting with the guys and, um, you know, to come out with that win tonight was huge. Uh, third quarter, I think we, you know, we really locked in on the defense side of the ball. Um, that team scored 41 points in the first quarter. And, uh, you know, we said at halftime, like, all right, we got the defense under control. Now we, they, they scored 24 points in the second quarter, but let's come out and let's tie both ends together. Uh, let's use our defense to fuel our offense. Uh, we got the matchups that we wanted to get on the offensive end, and we were patient. When we could get stops and not play against a set defense every time, totally different team. Dante said that one of the things that you did and you do pretty consistently is you t- remind everybody, don't overreact. Do not overreact. Why is that so important? I mean, you know, you overreact and you get out of character. You know, we've been down against this team before, 17 points, 20 points, you name it. And, you know, with the with the pace of the NBA today, you can come back from down 30, no problem, you know, because you're going to have enough possessions. And so it's really about staying even kill, um, staying, sticking to the game plan. You know, we come out, you're plugging off Matisse Thibault. He goes five for six from three. You know, he hits those first, what, three or four threes. It's easy to overreact, but he's five from six from three. And Damian Little's two from seven from three. It, what it does to the defense is is totally different than if Dame's five for six from three because now you're overreacting. Everybody's, you know, you're you're sending two and three guys and other guys are getting open shots. And so, 
uh, really with the, you know, just stick to the game plan, understand, you know, and I think I'm in a position to say that because I, I know this coaching staff. I know when they put specific game plans together, it works. I've seen it work year after year, playoff run after playoff run. When they lock in and put a specific game plan together, we want to guard guys this way. Um, you know, we want to make this guy score and not let this guy, when they do that, it works. And, you know, coach told us before the game, like, Hey, we're going to try this game plan. And this is more like a playoff game plan for us. And you come out in the first half, Houston Rockets hit all the threes and you stay the course, not switch your defense, not get away from what you wanted to get to. And we did that. And, you know, second half, it was a totally different game. Raymond, uh, Steve said he feels like things have come together, a chemistry and energy. Uh, even when, when you guys have been missing Steph, Andrew, you for some time, um, the others stuck with it and, and kept their heads above water. And tonight, Kaminga or Dante or whoever it's been. Um, how impressed are you with, with how you guys have kind of withstood some of those challenges? Very impressed. Um, you know, you lose Steph. Where things and things are already rocky, it's very easy to continue to go the wrong way. Um, it's very easy to pout, feel sorry for yourself. Said to the guys on the bench against the Clippers, like nobody's gonna feel bad for us. We don't need anybody to feel bad for us. You know, we know what it takes. We know uh, the guys that we have in this locker room and what we're capable of. You know, very happy to see guys stick with it like guys have. Uh, you you get a Dante coming here, a, uh, a Jamichael coming here, and you know, the expectation is we're going to win. It'll be smooth selling. And that's just that. The reality is no championship season is smooth selling. No season is smooth selling. And it's very hard to win. It's very hard. And so, you know, when you go through the adversity, you got to stay the course. Because if you can, you come out on the other side of it a totally different team. You come out on the other side of it motivated. You come out on the other side of it stronger and together. And I think, you know, we're doing that. Now, in saying that, we won three in a row games. We took care of what we were supposed to take care of. We got two more games on this homestand. We need to close the deal. So I don't want to overreact, um, you know, but there's been some good wins for us, and there's some we can build on. I guess this is following up to, to Jeannie's question, but for so long, the third quarter historically has been such a huge factor for you, for you guys. How, do these past two games, the way you closed out the other night, come back from tonight, give you a little remnants of even with a different, really different roster, just moments of past teams that you can kind of grasp onto and and hopefully move forward. I don't think you're necessarily looking at it like, ah, this feels like, you know, the teams that were great in the third quarter, you know, but, but what you, what you figure out is can the team withstand adversity? Quite frankly, this team has not, you know, throughout the season. Now you look at where we are and you say done a pretty good job of withstanding it, but, there's times where adversity have hit and we haven't responded well to it. That's growth, right? Like that's, that's the growth you want to see all of a sudden, you know, adversity hits a couple games in a row and you respond the right way. Um, that's where you want to be in, you know, it's game 62. So it's about time that you start turning that corner. Uh, when you got rookies at this point in the season, you're no longer a rookie. Uh, you got young guys, you know, JK, you're no longer just in your second year. Like it's, yes, you are in your second year, but the mistakes that you'd make at the beginning of the season, once you get to game 62, you're not given that same leash to make that mistake because you're young, you know, and not just singling JK out, but just the first young guy that come to mind. And that growth is important. And you're starting to see the growth uh, individually and collectively. And like I said, uh, not going to overreact, but it is something we can build on. 
Yeah, we'll see if the Warriors can build on it against the Clippers coming up here on Thursday at Chase Center as the homestand will continue and wind down now with the Clippers Thursday and then the Pelicans in on Friday before the Warriors go. And that's a quick turnaround between Friday night here against the Pelicans and then Sunday in L.A. against the Lakers, and that's an afternoon game against the Lakers, a 12.30 tip for, for ABC. So Lakers and Warriors then, and then it's OKC, and then it is the Warriors and the Grizzlies after that right here on 95.7. The game before they come back and play the Bucks and the Suns and then go right back down and play the Clippers again. So the schedule and the games are coming fast and furious, and the opponents are going to level up here a notch uh, after these next couple of games, but uh, the three-game winning streak has put the Warriors in position where they are fifth at the close of business tonight in the West. That'll do it for me. Uh, Thanks to everybody in our San Francisco studios, uh, as highlighted by Sterling Bennett, uh, who is uh, in control of the program here. Appreciate the help of one and all. I'm John Dickinson, and I'll be back with you on Thursday with Warriors Live here from Chase at 6 o'clock. Uh, Again, 6 o'clock, Warriors Live, Warriors and the Clippers. And I'm going to be in tomorrow from noon to 3 with Guru filling in for Matt Steinmetz here on 95.7 The Game. So uh, look for that as well tomorrow at noon. Fox Sports Radio is coming your way next. Warriors get the job done tonight as uh, the Dubs, they beat uh, the... They beat the Blazers 123 to 105, and you heard it right here on 95.7 The Game. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.